Welcome NFL Nation, this is the Fake Punt Podcast with Sunny and Vaz. This show is for all of you out there who do not have the time to watch every single game, every single Sunday. We are going to review them all for you, make our analysis all while you're on your way to work, at the gym or wherever you're listening to. So stay tuned. Fake Punt Podcast in the house. <laughs> Welcome back NFL Nation. Uh, I am Vasily Korchenko, your host, and I'm here with my very, very, very best friend, Mike Sunny Davis. How are you, my friend? I'm good, man. It's been a long week. It's been a, it's only it's only when Thursday. I don't even know. It's been a long week, and I'm already I've already had enough. So um, we're gonna do we're gonna do some football talk, yeah. Fantastic. Um, for everybody who's listening right now, we are now obviously a little bit behind week six. I mean week five. Um, the reason for that is because there's just there's 16 games. Me and Sunny have to go through eight each usually. Uh, even if there's in the bye weeks, there are 14 games. We have to go through seven each, and there's just so many shit games. Nobody gives a shit about, right? I'm like really you trying, to, trying to analyze a game that is just fucking awful and trying to come up yeah. with talking points about it. Uh, it's just a waste of life. Yeah. So like, way we wanted to do, we wanted to make it a little bit more fun for us and a little bit more fun for you guys. So we're talking about specific stories throughout uh, week five. I like Mahomes, uh, Sean Payton, um, Lamar Jackson, and Dak Prescott. You know, Cowboys, Ravens, how they're struggling. We're gonna talk about the NFC North being a third hole. <laughs> yeah. Um, some some of the other shitter teams would be really good. So it's a little bit. We're trying to a new format out. So let's see how this works out. Okay. Sunny, do you want to go first or do I go first? No, I'll start. I mean, I'll start with with the AFC, the AFC North, because. Um, I, I would say that this is, generally speaking, year in, year out, one of the most competitive divisions. It is, it is uh, the Steelers, who are, I mean, a pretty much guaranteed playoff team. The Ravens are always yeah. knocking at the door for the playoffs. The Bengals, most years, are actually playing really well. The a team. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and, and, the, uh, and the Browns have been a bit of a whipping boy in the NFL, but that's still, that's three teams always always competing and fierce rivalry Especially the Browns have a better team now so there should be actually all four competing right exactly beginning of this season with the with the Browns and how they were promising to be this all-star all-star lineup team and I mean this year is really competitive but it's just competitive over who can stay alive who can actually win a game not who sucks the most <laughs> exactly everybody every single team in that division sucks i mean you've got the ravens sitting at the top on three and two but i mean they've beaten some pretty garbage teams um the browns are actually still in a chance of making the playoffs at the top of this because they're they're two and three they're in at second the steelers barely scraped a win the other week um and and then lost to the ravens Again, who scraped their win, right? Who scraped the win as well? Um, and the Bengals are 0 and 5. So, so what I mean, do you think? What do you think is going on? So, what do you think is the trend right now in the uh, AFC North? Tell me. Well, I mean, so why for, for my team, the Steelers, this was the golden opportunity. This was, I mean, this this should have been the year that we should have walked walked through this division. But then with Ben Roethlisberger going down, um, we're obviously missing. Uh, some key weapons that we had over the last couple of years with um, with Antonio Brown gone. And uh, obviously, it been a, been a couple of years now, but Le'Veon Bell out as well. And the, the Steelers team, whilst the defense is still playing pretty well, uh, the offense is really struggling. And now also with the um, the Rudolph concussion. I mean, did you, did you see did you see that play? You I, that I saw the hit. Um, I definitely saw the hit. And I think it was a clean hit. The thing which makes me a little nervous or like which I where you can't really see it in it like he does hit him a little high I mean he hits him in a strike zone but does he hit him in a strike zone because um, uh, Rudolph goes up a little bit and I think the concussion didn't come from the actual hit I think it came down from the fact that he hit the ground with his head well I don't know because so I think I think you're absolutely right I mean unfortunately so in terms of the play the play was probably his best play of the night I mean it was a great great scramble great completion downfield yeah. Um, got the first down and more, and it was it was a it was a really nice play for somebody who's stepping in at a backup quarterback. Um, but when, when that happens, you are open. You know, he invited the hit. He he had to take that hit to um, yeah. to get the ball out. And it's just unfortunate. I do think it was a clean hit. I think it just happened that the top 
you know, hit, like you said, hit him in the strike zone, the top of Thomas's helmet, just hit him in the chin. Um, clearly, Rudolph's got a bit of a glass jaw. Um, and he was he was unconscious. You saw him with the whole, the stiff arms stretched out, not quite being yeah. able to control his body. He did was unconscious see, like, before he, he hit did the you hear the, you hear the thing with the, um, that they couldn't take off field because the car broke down? Yeah, yeah, so they, yeah. <laughs> so I mean, they had, like, um, it is, put them on the card, good. right? It is good to see him walking off of the field, but yeah. yeah. So they did. They had, they had they had a card, right? And they put him on a card, and they were sort of driving him off the field, and the card broke down. So then his teammates took him and sort of like walked him off. Yeah. Um, it was obviously a very scary moment. We wish him all the best from all sides yeah. of it. Uh, I I was I was sure, like at that moment when it happened, I didn't like you saw the hit, but like the way I see NFL is going about QB hits right now, I saw Roger Goodell just like banning. Uh, Thomas's grand grand grandchildren from playing ever again yeah. the sport. <laughs> no, I mean it's it's okay. a contact sport. It's a collision sport. Stuff like yeah. that happens, and uh, I'm I'm sure um, that Mason Rudolph will probably have no hard feelings against Thomas. I don't think it was so a who dirty do you think hit. is going to come out of the NFC North then? I, I just is think it will be the Brown. Uh, sorry, the Ravens. I think it will be the Ravens just purely because the Bengals aren't doing shit. The Steelers uh, have not started this badly in a season since like the 1990s yeah. i don't think there's any chance that they're going to be able to they're going to be able to actually bring it yeah. bring back any pressure just by with... default just by not just by default it's the ravens yeah 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 i, yeah, I, I don't think smashed out of the playoffs I promise the way that. that the browns the way that the browns played this last week i don't think that they stand a chance against any decent, any well, half decent a, teams. So yeah, it was a real Browns, Brownsy like game, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. I hear, what was it? I heard. Um, I read a stat that um, Baker Mayfield had a completion rating, uh, a passer rating of thirteen. Yeah. If yeah. he would have taken every single snap and just threw it into the ground for grounding, he would have had a passer rating of thirty-six. <laughs> yeah, it would have been uh, like that. It would have been much better if instead of trying to pass the ball. Just thrown it at the ground. But, All um, right. I mean Good. that that takes. Start... I just want to say one last thing. So that takes the um, that takes the 49ers to five and zero. Oh, the only other team, along with the Patriots, who are currently undefeated so far. Um, and I would say both teams have had pretty weak schedules. So there we go. Yeah, I see. Like I, th- I, th- I don't think the San Francisco will stay undefeated. No. Um, there's it's just a matter of time. Until people figure out Kyle Shanahan, I don't know how long he can keep this up. Uh, Garoppolo obviously needs to pick up his game, but we'll see how that goes in the first half. So, sure. moving on to talking about powerhouses. Um, our The upset of the week, I believe, goes to the Colts, right? Upsetting Kansas City 19-13. Yeah. to 13, our, our reigning MVP, Mahomes. Um, like, it looks, it looks a lot worse than it actually is. Let's say it this way. Okay, I want to. I guess there's three things I want to say. I want to talk about Mahomes. I want to talk about the Colts defense, and uh, I want to talk on the way on how to beat the Kansas City Chiefs right now. Right. So um, number one, Mahomes. Mahomes himself had 20. It went 22 for 39, 321 yards, one TD. Okay. It's on a stats. It's a good game. Quite honestly, he could have had easily 400 yards and two TDs, like straight up. There were. They, the defenders, the Colts defenders were punching out balls straight away. And Mahomes was putting literal, like he would, was, he was putting balls into receivers' hands over the head and they were dropping them. So, uh, like Mahomes had a good game. Like Mahomes yeah, had but... a good game under all the circumstances of Justin Houston pressing him, on them pressing man coverage, and there was no room for really, they, there, was, there was no room to throw the ball and he still found every single little window. But, like he, I mean, he was missing marvelous. receivers as well going into this. He was missing Tyreek Hill. He was missing yes. um, uh, Sammy Watkins. So he was he was already uh, under understaffed, as it were. Yeah. So for the fact that he like they were actually in this game at all, like he he played a very good game. That does not change like him as an like as an MV like clear MVP candidate right now, right? Like still just raining from the last situation. Like he had a phenomenal game. I just don't want people to think right now, oh, they scored 13 points and Mahomes said, oh my God, what is it wrong with him? There's nothing wrong with him. Just people weren't catching his balls. And he was putting him in the tightest windows possible over the head. All right. So there was literally putting there, like the, the receivers were praying. So we go into now called defense. Um, 
they were playing press man coverage the entire game. Okay? Which is a the riskiest yeah, it, sort of game plan you can have. You it either, takes a lot, doesn't it? Yeah, you're either going to keep the Kansas City Chiefs for under 20 points or you're going to lose by 60. <laughs> I mean, I think they so they did they did start out in a little bit of zone. Um, but uh, pretty early on, they adjusted and 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 came out and ran this press this press man coverage. It's a tough. I've played a bit of DB. You've played a bit of DB. It is a tough game if the whole time you are in in yeah. um, in a heavy That's a heavy it, man yeah. coverage. Yeah, but um, the way that the way that um, Mahomes is so able to to scramble out the pocket to keep plays alive in a zone sort of defense. I think it's it's easier for a receiver to find a space and sit down and, and show that he's open. Um, whereas if you're in that that man coverage that's played well, um, the receivers are always under pressure and it forces the quarterback to find those tight windows, which, as you said, he did do. Yeah. So I mean, if it's real, like um, you're 100% correct. It's the um, it's all credit to Matt Eberfloss, I think is his name, or Eberfloss who is the defensive coordinator for the uh, Indianapolis Colts, he came out with a plan on how you would technically beat Tyreek Hill and Sammy Watkins, right? So they were giving him a little bit of space. This is how um, Kansas City you know, went up 10-7. They scored the first two scores in the first quarter. And I believe that I, looking at it in the um, after the first quarter, I think they realized really quickly that it's not Sammy Watkins and it's not Tyreek Hill. And those receivers do not have the ability to run away from man coverage right away. I think right? If, they, if they were in the game, it would have been a different outcome. Oh, 100%. 100%. What I'm saying right now, they won 19-13. That's one touchdown away. Mm-hmm. Like, that is one DB slipping, right, on man coverage. Like, you know you know me, right? Like, we know, like, that's not that easy to turn around every single time and stick with him, right, On especially on the streak route. And, like, none of them fell down. Also, none of the receivers actually ran away. So what I did is the double cover, they put two people every time on Kelsey, right? Two people every time on Kelsey. Um, had, the, had the linebacker always tracking the running back every single time, the strong side or weak side, depending on where he went. And they, they, they were only sending four, four guys. So four-man pressure, everybody covered all the time and Kelsey in double coverage. That can only work when you have nobody who's fast enough to get away from the DB or can put a move on him or anything like that. So like you literally, they... That was a very risky play to go, but this is the way you have to play against Kansas City. So this is what I'm going to go now into this on how to beat Kansas City. You have to play to win. Like, it is a, it, yeah, like Mahomes is going to score one TD. He is going to score. Like, Kansas City is going to score. They're gonna got, they got LeSean McCoy. They got Kelsey. They got Mahomes. Even their shitty weapons are still better weapons than other teams. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So um, you have to play a maximum... Uh, a max press coverage right now, okay? Again, you cannot do that against Hill or Watkins because they're going to put a move on you and going to run away. And that's one TD. All it took was one mistake, but the defense played flawless and absolute kudos to Matt Eberfluss, Justin Houston, like in the four-man rush, got in the backfield every single time. And very big shout-out to the DBs who punched out two TDs and a lot of long balls, which could have like let... Um, Mahomes easily with over 400 yards and two, three TDs. So that's what we had. Yeah, I think I think when you run that, when you run that man coverage as well, you've really got to trust in the in the linebackers and, yeah. and the and the run stop as well. So yeah. the fact they've got somebody every single play on that on that yeah. uh, running back that the D, the DBs can can trust that everything that's in that box in that tackle box is covered, and they haven't got to come down. Safeties haven't got to come down and make a play. They're not. They're not being that safety net up catching up on things um but yeah i think they did a fantastic job if you can keep a team if a defense can keep a team under 17 under yeah. 17 18 20 points then must win. yeah if, for your sake of like your defense, i'm not gonna say i'm not win. gonna say that the um like the Colts didn't play great they just didn't lose the game that's all they didn't need to do like jacoby was said just can like don't throw the game away do whatever he didn't have the greatest game but i think still, i still think he'll be a good player okay yeah so we talked a lot about this one we got next, my friend. 
I want to, I want to stay on the theme of fantastic coaching play, uh, calls and okay. plays. I think that um, the Saints this week with their coach Sean Payton, I think he is an absolute wizard. Like this guy, <laughs> is, the Saints haven't really missed a beat with Drew Brees being out. I mean, trust me, as a Steelers fan, your quarterback goes down. That's you watching your team just circling the toilet. But no. The Saints have stepped Suckling up. The, 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 the play calling is is fantastic. And Teddy Bridgewater, this was his breakout game. I mean, he, what was what was it about the play play calling that you liked? I think that uh, for a long time, Teddy Bridgewater has been has been seen as this sort of check down guy, ten yard Teddy. He's been throwing short, safe plays, and he exploded in this. I mean, you can see the the opening up of the deep deep threat, the deep seams. Um, they they moved the ball around as well. They actually had um, they had passing attempts. Obviously, Taysom Hill is a bit of a Swiss Army knife, so they got him in there. Yeah, he had a he had an 18 yard completion. Um, they even got the ball in Alvin Kamara's hands, and, and he had a 13 yard completion. So they're just it's it's not playing safe anymore. It's playing absolutely playing. Well, they've to win, seen so. it. They must they must have they must have seen. Okay, the Falcons actually suck. Right? Yeah. The Falcons got everything and they uh, cannot Buccaneers. keep up. No, but the Falcons and Bucks both. Like, I mean, in the division, right? So they're looking, like, the Saints are looking at, okay, well, quite honestly, we should have given the way, like, the Falcons should have taken the division. They're not taking it. So we can't still, we still have a shot at this one, right? Or yeah. what, how much do they have left? Two, three weeks without Breeze? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it was said he was coming down six weeks. Six weeks was when he was coming down. Um, but... So he played two games, so we had eight, right? So two yeah. more games. Yeah, so we are we're like two two to three more games and then he will be back. So I think like you're you're completely right. There's nobody really dominating in that in that in that division himself. So I I mean like the best player in that division is like Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> yeah, I mean right? you, you look, so you look at this team and you're going from a, a backup quarterback with all of your players are killing. I mean final score was 24-31. That's not that's not really ref, reflective of the game. The Bucks got a garbage time touchdown at the end and and this I mean this game should have been an absolute blowout. Um you look at this, you got Teddy Bridgewater with four passing touchdowns. He had two to Michael Thomas, one to Jared Cook. The defense were fantastic. They actually had two interceptions that were turned over on on stupid penalties, but they should have come away with with uh with i think three three or four total picks in this game um but actually they ended up without any Jameis winston didn't have a particularly bad game but the defense were killing it you've got a team here where a defense are killing it the backup quarterback's killing it your starting quarterback who is a tried and tested mvp is coming back to a to a uh like four and one team, five and one, maybe even six and one team by the time he gets back, ready for a playoff run, nice and healthy and rested. I think this is going to be a a, a Super Bowl. I would really, I would, team. I would really, really like if it wasn't for the Lions winning the Super Bowl, I'd really give it to the Saints. Like, mm. I, I, like Drew Brees is probably the best player to not ever win a MVP. Mm. And, and like the way Mahomes is playing, he will never get an MVP. Or Wilson or Watson, just just from stats perspective, he probably will just not get there ever again. Yeah. Um, so I I would really give him that Super Bowl and then maybe Super Bowl MVP. Yeah. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if Sean Payton came away with Coach of the Year as well in this. I mean the way he's the way he's calling players on this. That would be quite interesting. Who do you think is in running for it? Um, the guy down at San Francisco, definitely. Kyle Shanahan, one hundred percent. Yeah, like, straight yeah. up. Um, and and Sean Payton definitely as well. Um, we'll see. I mean, you you any ideas? Who else? No, I'd give it to Kyle Shannon as well. The thing is, you make a very valid point right now. For um, well, technically, it should really be Matt Patricia, but um, like it's just like he had a bye week, so it's a little bit different now. Um, yeah. I'd give it. I'd give it to Kyle Shannon just purely because they are five and zero right now, sure. and the way he like the way he makes Jimmy Garoppolo look like a hundred million quarterback, which he's not. Mm-hmm. It's just once in a lifetime right now, and uh, but from what Sean Payton has to work with, well, we, like the Saints are not a bad team. I mean, they got Kamara, they got Thomas, they got like Anzadek. Bridgewater is good, is a good backup. Could be they got a good defense. Like there's a lot of good things going on, right? Yeah. Um, but from what he's made, I think he would 
like he would have he would have a shot at it as well i suppose i, th- I think i mean like you said the team is good and the way that the ball is spread around they don't have anybody that they're relying on i mean alvin yeah. kamara has had four games this this year with 20 plus touches and you've yeah. still got you've still got bridgewater out there passing for four yeah. touchdowns so yeah. um yeah we'll see we'll see good um moving on to the next one talking about quarterbacks who are underperforming right now um I want to talk about Lamar Jackson and Dak Prescott and what's currently going on with with the people. So um, obviously it's been already four days since the games have happened and I've been obviously on the internet like everybody else and you've been seeing like the FS1s and heard and like everybody's talking about how Dak Prescott right now is not looking like a good quarterback. And I'm like, this is this is ridiculous. Like this is absolutely ridiculous. When you see the game, like when you watch the game, the Packers was the was the was Dallas, right? Packers won 34-24 against the Cowboys. Um, Prescott threw for 27 uh, 27 completions out of 44 attempts, 463 yards, two TDs, yes, and three interceptions. Okay, that's gonna happen when you are 17 down, right? Yeah. <laughs> that's gonna happen. You're gonna force the ball. Yeah. Like, I, I, like I'm, I'm really hating, like, everybody's going, like, oh, Dak, like, first week one, Dak, MVP, oh, my God, we don't need Zeke, fire Zeke, like, get some third-round pick, right? Now everybody's like, oh, Zach is, uh, um, Dak Prescott threw three t- interceptions, he's shit, you should give Zeke the ball 160 times, and make your fucking mind up, right? I don't know, I think, I think a lot of that comes with the territory of being the quarterback at the Cowboys. It's America's yes. team. There's a lot of pressure there. They so. call like this the American game as well. Like, I don't, yeah, know, I don't yeah. know what that means. Like, not all of them are American, right? <laughs> yeah. you're, you're correct. I think it comes up with the pressure, but quite honestly, right now, um, if Dak Prescott does not get a a contract, they will be a very, very happy team because oh, he and looks at good. at this point, the Steelers would take him. <laughs> like, the Steelers uh, would love him. That would be him. a good fit as well. I think yeah. that would be a good... Oh, actually, he's not... I don't know if he's an uh, outdoor quarterback, quite honestly, but that's something I need to look at. I Maybe a little, put a little bit of research into it. But quite honestly, like, if the Cowboys don't pay Prescott, I do not know what they're going to do because he is a good quarterback. He puts the he puts the ball into their hands. He puts him on point. He can throw deep. Like, there's a there was, like, a deep curl comeback. That is, I think, in the NFL, that is the toughest throw. That is the oh, hardest throw to make. To that 12 line, yards, yeah. 12 to 15 yards comeback, right? Because you need to let that one go before he turned, mm-hmm. right? Otherwise, you're not gonna. Otherwise, the ball's not gonna be there on time, and it's gonna be accurate, and it's gonna be where he's there. So, like, he completed like two of those really well. Like, yes, you have Amari Cooper, and but still, he put them really well, and he did have a good game. But you're gonna throw for interceptions when you're 17 down, and the Packers defense is pimp, right? Packers defense is sick. They're oh, yeah. really, really I mean, good. We've, we've touched on it. We've touched on it before. The corners that they've got out there. I mean, Jaya Alexander is ah, uh, he's a G. The kids, the kid yeah. is amazing. I say kids, yeah. probably. Same Green Bay, like Green Bay had thirty six. Like like uh, the, um, Green Bay had thirty percent more time of possession. Right? What are you gonna do? Yeah. Like yes, you could run the ball right now, but I don't think Zeke is the answer. Not like don't make don't say like oh yeah, I should have gone the ball to Zeke. What? This doesn't change anything. Aaron Jones rushed for four TDs. Like you yeah. gotta, like you gotta hold that, right? <laughs> yeah, the, the Cowboys defense. I mean, Aaron Jones made Leighton Van Der Esch look like a high school kid today. Like that week, uh, it was every <laughs> single play they they ran. Like strangely, you got you got this idea when you have somebody who's very dominant on the defense. Simple way to take them out of the game is just run the ball away from them. Yeah. Um, they <laughs> ran the ball at Leighton Van Der Esch. Every single time, and every single time he fucked it. So it's it's, it's worst like, game of the season. And then you have also Aaron Rodgers. Like you forget that Aaron Rodgers on the other side, and he like he was a wizard. Like he had he would he was having an okay game, but I see what they're doing right. So um, they didn't want to put it into Aaron Rodgers' hands right now because they wanted to run the oversee the ball down the field. This is how they got the 40 Ds right, 100 plus rushing yards. Uh, but Aaron Rodgers was asked four times in the game to do something magical, right? Third and twelve, do something magical. <laughs> Boom, completion. Third and 11, do something magical. Boom, completion. One first and 20, do something magical. Boom, completion. So, like, you still have to fucking hold that. You know what I mean? Like, you're still playing against a good team. So I don't think this is a reflection on Dak Prescott's um, game just because he had three interceptions. I think it's a reflection of Green Bay's really, really good defense, right? And um, the Cowboys not being able to hold on anything. 
Do you think that the oh. Green Bay offense is sort of coming into its stride now? You think that uh, Rogers and Lafleur are are bonding a little bit better now? I d- well, now, now, now is the now the now. Uh, I think this game is a very good representation of just win. Yeah. Right. I don't think Aaron Rodgers cares. Like, I, as long as Aaron Rodgers doesn't care for the stats too much and just winning, I think it's okay. Because, like, you does a fourth, like he ended up with zero TDs, right? And yeah. 238 yards. I don't think he cares about the like the stats anymore. The more, the le- the less he cares about the stats, I think the more he gives Matt Lafleur like space to play in. Like he he's got to be part of the system. He cannot be the system, so to speak. Mm-hmm. You see what I mean? So this game is a good representation of just winning, but. I, I don't know Aaron Rodgers, unfortunately, personally, but I know he has always had a little bit of an ego problem. So we will see how that ends. Yeah. Honestly. All right. I mean, well, uh, this this one of the two quarterbacks, Dak definitely came yes. out worse, didn't he? So. Yeah. So, like, after after Dak, we'll go quickly into Lamar, and I'm going to make this one really, really quick. I've said last week, Lamar Jackson, he is not playing like an NFL quarterback, and this is not a thing which is going to go into the future. He 100% needs to develop his passing game. There's a couple of videos on him out on, on YouTube. He's like, oh, he's completing downfield. Yes, everybody's going to co- complete a couple of things downfield. But on a, on, a, on a weekly basis, he cannot play the quarterback position because he needs to run out, out of an RPO, right? Anything yeah. else in the, in the boats got to go between the hashes. Like, at some point, you're going to stack the box, right? <laughs> and, and you're going to have the safeties all within the hashes. Where are you going yeah. to do that? He cannot pass it. He cannot complete it to the outside receivers on a regular basis. He cannot make like he cannot make the out routes. He cannot make the comeback routes. It's he's not accurate on the deep routes either. So it's like he's winging it up front. It's not that that's not quarterback play. That's just a running back who has who, who runs a halfback option every single time. Yeah, I mean, if if you're looking at the this team, the RPO suits him so well with with Lamar Jackson. That incredible, full, you know, you can't take anything away from him on the fact that he is a he is a very good dual threat quarterback. I mean, in terms of running the ball at the quarterback position, he's one of the best. Yeah. Pa- okay. But passing, fine. We'll let that one go for a minute. But running the ball, he is one of the best quarterbacks in the position at the moment. That combined with Mark Ingram in the backfield, who is also a very big threat, yeah. especially up the middle, that that big bowling run. Uh, and out on the outside with the receivers, they've got Willie Sneed, um, the new acquisition, uh, yeah. Marquise Brown. It, all, all it takes is a, is a defense just to, just to slip up for a second and he can float a ball over the top to one of those two. Um, and they've got to put so many people in the box just to contain that dual running threat. Like, I mean, got this is what they've done. I mean, they did really like uh, the Steelers did a really good job on it. Like he, they kept um, Lamar Jackson to 160 yards in passing and they ran overall together for 110, Mark Ingram for 44 and Lamar Jackson for 70. So like it's, that's not a, a possible gameplay to win all the time. Had had the Steelers actually had maybe a better quarterback right now, I mean the Ravens almost lost to Rudolph and a dirt string. Yeah, to be honest, um, they're like a field goal away from that. <laughs> Devlin Devlin Hodges, yeah. So Devlin Hodges like, undrafted. They're a field goal away from them. That's not. Yeah. That's not a. Nice. That's not a game plan which which is working on a day to day weekly basis. Like you, I understand you can run as many RPOs as you want, but they are not useful when you can just you know, ignore basically the outside threats mm-hmm. at some point, right? So that's that's where we sort of stand with it. So Lamar Jackson is when has been overhyped because of two good weeks against bad defenses, and now it's coming out like the real problems which we saw also last week in the playoffs, and this is not going to change. I cannot see this changing this season. Oh, I mean, he, um, he barely beat a team that are hanging on at one and four yeah. with a with their third string quarterback in. Yeah, uh, shout out I, Devin in overtime with a field goal. So that's with, yeah, exactly. And and yeah, Justin Tucker, forty six yards. Yeah. yeah, that's how we got it. Anyway, so that that's my two cents on those things. Moving on. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I'm gonna stick on the quarterback theme then. Let's, I want to talk about Deshaun Watson because oh, uh, this game, Deshaun Watson and the Falcons, whew, he killed them. I mean, that was. Unbelievable! What a performance! This, this, I, I think Deshaun Watson should be in the race for the for the MVP position at the moment. I think he is, he is looking, yeah. he's heating up. Like he is looking like like uh, I don't know, Cam Newton in his prime. He's looking, he's he's running the ball, he's slinging it. He put fifty three points up on on a team that was in the Super Bowl two three years ago, yeah. two years ago. I don't know, it's not like that. Um, 
yeah, so I just, I just, I can't believe where this is going. And the way, do you see, do you see it was a, it was a post-game interview that had been sort of dubbed, dubbed over the top. It was a spoof. Someone had taken, someone had taken the piss a little bit. And he was just saying, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can run the ball up the middle. We can run the ball on the outside. We got deep threats. We got short routes. So it was a really good game for me. But it felt that way watching it. It was just like. It was just touchdown after touchdown. Like, I, think, again, I, do, I do like I do like though. Um, Will Fuller made a like a big in- impact on this one though. Yeah, him. I mean he he's the he's the third player in Texans history to have uh, over two hundred receiving yards in a, in a single game. That's really so, good. Like he um, had like I saw a couple of those catches. They were really good. And I mean Joshua Joshua Watson puts it right on the money, but they're not all easy to make. Yeah, I mean Deshaun Watson coming out of this with only five dropped passes. Five incompletions. So he threw 28 to 33, 426 yards, which is unbelievable. And yeah. five touchdowns. I yeah. mean. And he didn't turn it over. Yeah. So three of them to Will Fuller, two to uh, Darren Fells. Unreal. Absolutely unreal. What a game. Yeah. Good. Um, well, if we're talking about, you know, Deshaun Watson, Mahomes, I think in this conversation, there's one person missing. Okay. If we are talking about MVP type of conversation, and that is our very own magician, Russell Wilson. Oh, I thought I you were going to say Gardner Minshew. <laughs> no, no, Gardner Minshew has already won the MVP without the MVP going out. You know okay. This is, this is the second place. Okay. This is it. Like, we're going for second place right now. Okay. Um, and I'm going to also send you a wild card, right? I'm going to give you in two minutes a wild card who I think should actually win the MVP. But because, unfortunately, it's a quarterback-driven league and it's also a quarterback award in the last couple of years, it's, I think, between Mahomes, Wilson, and Watson. And Wilson, quite obviously, is just... I have, like, I have like that game. Have you seen it? The Rams and the uh, Seahawks one. That, that touchdown to... That um, touchdown to Lockett. Lockett, wow. We'll go down in history. I that, mean, it's going to be the, the Odell catch is going to be that Lockett touchdown. Like those, you know, I it's mean, unbelievable. He There's right, some Michael like, Jackson looking moves out there. He has been, under, he was there under pressure all the time. He was spinning out, he was putting everything on the money. And I can right now see what makes, like, like this game really showed to me what, like that Russell Wilson is a real MVP quarterback and a real future for um, this really well-invested money for the Seahawks because, number one, under pressure, it's like nothing. He feels no pressure. Like, they could be rushing three, they could be rushing four, he does not panic, ever. Field down, uh, eyes downfield every single time, not open. You go to your second read under any type of pressure. Like, they, they were sending at some point five guys, three were going through, and he still completed it deep. I mean, in, in a normal, normal quarterback would go, oh, shit, they're coming, quick one out, right? Or in most cases, maybe not this week, Kirk Cousins, but usual Kirk Cousins, oh, they're sending nobody, quick one out, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, and obviously, that's how I look at things. So, I think, so for you, who would be the MVP between Mahomes, Watson, and Wilson? I, I mean, I want to say, I really want to say um, to Sean Watson, but looking at the records, you know, it's tough to put someone in in at that MVP debate when, well, I was going to say when they're losing games. But now that you've got Kansas City been handled a loss and, and yeah. it's been shown how to beat how to beat Mahomes, it's a it's a tough race. I mean, and, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a tough one, man. Yeah, it's a I. Tough one. I I want, I want to go with Deshaun Watson. I really think yeah. that it should be Deshaun Watson. Yeah. So, well, if Mahomes, like, I'm going to say, if what's, if Wilson keeps up this game, I think it's going to be Russell Wilson. I, I really do. Yeah, I really do. Because he has got more magic. Like, there's more impact moments. Do you see what I mean? Like, yeah. he always creates those impact moments. Like, uh, Mahomes is just a beast, quite honestly, right? He's quite a beast. But I think just for voters themselves, they need that little bit of magic and that spark, which makes it special. Okay, right. so how about this? For me, I, I agree with everything that you're saying about Russell Wilson, and I think he's just a bit too, bit too much of a safe bet at this point. But people, this MVP yeah. thing, QB position, always seems yeah. to go to somebody who's like electric every week. Yeah. And Russell Wilson sometimes goes a bit under the radar. So I'm going to put it out there. This week we've got Houston versus Kansas. 
Uh, oh, I am. Winner of that game. Interesting. Winner of that game wins the MVP. Who do you think? Who do you think wins? Uh, I'll put you on the spot there right now, didn't I? <laughs> Houston. I'll take Houston to win. Really? Upset. Yeah. The second yeah. week in a row, do you think Mahomes is going to let that happen to himself? Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think they've shown him how to do it. The Patriots did it last year. Uh, they they did the same thing in that playoff game where they just they they smothered them in press man defense. I mean, uh, I would love to see it because both teams would be four and two then, and yeah. it would make the AFC a lot more interesting because I think if Kansas City wins, it's 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 kind of set between um, Patriots and Kansas City. I want I also want Houston to win. Let's say it this way. Yeah. Okay. I think I'm I'm putting I'm I'm not gonna put money on it, but I, I would if I did I would put um some money on Houston. And I think with that win, Watson takes the MVP. Oh, I like that. That's good stuff. Um, I'm gonna give you a little wild card though. This is this has been if creeping you say up. Matt, if you say Matt Stafford, I swear to God. <laughs> like the, it, it always goes Stafford Minshew, <laughs> and then now they're playing for that place. No, what I'm gonna say the real wild card is I think Christian McCaffrey deserves the MVP. Like, the, right now, telling you this right now, like Christian McCaffrey does it, carries the entire team on his back. He's the best running back in football right now. Like, this is insane. Yeah. It's absolutely insane. So um, I'm going to tell you exactly why right now. Um, when, I was, when I was watching Zeke play, when he was still, like, not suspended or not, whatever, gone uh, for time, like, in, in his, like last year and the year before, like, they get the good holes open, he goes through them, he touches them away, right? Yeah. Um, when you have Le'Veon Bell, I think what makes Le'Veon Bell a really, really, really good running back is his patience at the line. I think, like, because you were, like, in the cold weather and everything was a little slower, like, yeah. outside when it's cold, especially in Pittsburgh, he, he sort of slows the game down. He finds the hole. He's very patient at the line. He doesn't burst through it. Mm-hmm. So I and think that, that, that makes turn of speed as well, the acceleration. Yeah. Down, yeah. That makes him really, really good. What... I think deserves McCaffrey though for an MVP is because like he makes first of all 11 guys miss <laughs> the whole team like the whole team like there was a counter play which he was running right where he sold it so well that the entire team broke down and he just sort of cut back he didn't quite make it to the end on that one but that I saw I saw that play and I'm like that was amazing how are you gonna fool 11 guys like yeah. we at some point we're gonna make videos and stuff, and I want to put that on a video because I seen that play straight up, and he just fooled eleven guys, and nobody's putting that video up. I cannot believe like that he does not get enough talk about MVP positions. Um, he his breakout speed incredible. He catches the ball right out backfield and makes the linebacker and the quarterback both miss. First the linebacker, then the quarterback, and then he runs. But this is like. This is not easy. Do you know how hard that is to do? Like, we can talk about it like being in England or whatever, like the BAFL or college ball. You can think that is the NF fucking L. Try catching a ball out of backfield. And you know, like that backfield throw, you don't have much space, right? You don't have much space. He makes the first linebacker miss. Then he sort of cuts through, um, makes the quarterback miss, and then goes for it. Like, this is incredible shit he runs. He runs for over 200 yards. got all purpose yards. He's got to touch This is incredible. Like, I would give it to him because he, like, there's no, like... The Panthers are nothing, absolutely nothing, hot garbage without him. Okay, I love Effie, but oh my God, they're hot garbage without him. Mm-hmm. They should be like in that conversation for it. All right, talking of Effie, Effie Obada, absolute G, hometown hero. Shout out Effie, coming uh, to London this Effie. weekend. All right. Um, but... <laughs> we're going to have him on this podcast at some point when we are famous enough. Yeah, when we, yeah, when we make it. All right. Um, Effie, defense. Who's your defensive MVP this year? Shaq Barrett. Yeah, right. I without, without missing a beat. I don't even know think about it. Shaq Barrett, like my mind. So a lot of people are saying, oh, Khalil Mack is like... No, Shaq Barrett. I think like, Khalil Mack got shown this weekend that he ain't a defensive MVP. No, yeah. no, 100%. Like, there's no, there's, there's no, there's no, even, there's not even conversation about it. There's like, there's not even a... What can I do? Let's not even second place out. Could you go? Like, maybe Collins, Jamie Collins from, from the Patriots is having a fucking season, but nothing beats Shaq Barrett. Nothing. All right. Nothing. That's okay. 100% with all his sacks, all the, the turnovers, all the pressure he brings. This is, he's he made like if he plays the entire season, he made like a hundred and something million straight up. Good. Right. I like, I like so- the way that this went. I like the way that we instead of doing some like, turd games, yeah. that we we actually um, we got through some interesting stuff this time. Yeah, yeah, some good games. There's one uh, thing we-, we care about. One last thing, or do you want? Do you have? What do you have? Well, idea? I was going to say, should we wrap up with some uh, predictions of what's what's coming up? This we'll, week? we'll do that, but there's one more thing we've got to talk about, like which is just gotta like, what is going on in the NFL right now? 
are they just all he fighting for the number specific. one pick? Are they all fighting for the number one pick? Miami, the Jets, Bengals, Redskins, the Redskins. <laughs> they are like uh, so. I think um, the Miami, Broncos. Like I mean, look if you look at the difference in these teams. So you've got. The Redskins at 0-5. You've got Miami at 0-4. You've got the Bengals at 0-5. You've got the Jets at 0-4. You've got, who else have we got? We've got the Steelers at 1-4. doesn't matter about their first pick because it goes to the Dolphins anyway. You, I mean, the difference in teams, you've got so many teams that are winless and are just fucking awful right now. The Falcons are 1-4 as well. The Cardinals are... If it wasn't for that draw against the Lions at the beginning of the season, they'd be one and four as well. Yeah, like this is, is, is well, it's it's tough for me to say right now, but I think, um, especially going into this week, I'm very curious what's going to happen between the Redskins and Miami. Because Miami clearly lose that game, aren't they? <laughs> someone's going to lose their game, right? Um, clearly, Miami's tanking. Um, I don't think the Redskins are do can do anything with this season right now. Not the way. Um, Eagles and Cowboys are playing, so they have no chance at that division. So are they thinking as well now? What about the Jets? Are they thinking as well? The Bengals? I mean, this is this is interesting though. The Redskins Miami game, there was there it was getting close as to who could be the worst in this in this lineup. So the Redskins just took it and just went, you know what? Let's just fire our head coach. Jay Green right. out. <laughs> <laughs> that that's another way we can get it. So I'm gonna do you know what I'm gonna say right now, if you want to go into predictions like sort of doing the segue into the predictions, I'm gonna predict that game is not gonna have a single touchdown. Field goals all the way. Field goals and safeties. One. Three zero. The game's gonna end three zero. No, no. I reckon that uh Rosen at Miami uh accidentally wins this game. Oh man, Rosen is a G man, he's like I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna say that Rosen tries his hardest and doesn't really understand I mean, what's going on here. I think for everybody for everybody listening that this is what you get when you try. Because if Rosen keeps up his game and I'm if I see that other NFL player coaches must be seeing that. Yeah. Like, um, I, if I see that, everybody else must be seeing that. He puts the ball on the money accurately downfield between the sideline and the receiver over the head on the back shoulder. It's just, it's crazy. <laughs> and they're all dropping the balls. They're just all dropping balls. But yeah. he's playing phenomenal with a terrible team. So let's see what, what will happen with that. Let's do right, predictions, let's just, my friend. Let's run, through, let's run through, through some games. So we've already done, um, we've already done Texans and Chiefs. I think the Texans are going to take it. Um, yeah. and, and we're saying, I, I think that Dolphins are going to beat the Redskins accidentally um, okay. for this. Let's go uh, Giants-Patriots. Patriots. Start, start easy. Giants-Patriots. Patriots, Patriots, Patriots. Um, yeah. 10-34. <laughs> I think Daniel Jones is coming on down back to earth, so 10-34. Yeah, okay. All right. Um, and then we got Carolina-Tampa go. Bay. I think... Um, so I'm going to go with uh, Carolina, Tampa Bay. I'm going to say Tampa Bay wins this. I think Winston, um, Winston steps up, puts, some, puts it up in the air and uh, throws, throws I, first. I, three, I, I agree, three I agree with you. I agree with you because Carolina almost lost it actually against Jacksonville. So yeah, I think, I think I I'm going to say prediction-wise, I'm going to say uh, 35-32 to, um, to Tampa Bay. Okay. Um, Philly, Minnesota. I don't think her cousins can do that again, what he did last week. I'm not even going to talk about it because it's a one-time thing, whichever happened, and I don't think it's going to happen again. Uh, I'm going to take Philly over Minnesota. I'm okay. not going to do uh, a score because I don't know for that one, but... Yeah. All right. Uh, so New Orleans, Jacksonville. As much as I want my guy Minshew to take this, uh, I think he'll push it close to the line, but there's nothing stopping the Saints right now. Absolutely nothing. I think, yeah, uh, let's put... I don't think we're going to have another massive blowout game. But I think we'll have uh, 20, 28, 21 to the Saints. Okay, good man. Uh, Seahawks, Cleveland. Uh, we're supposed to we'll put on a clinic and show Baker Mayfield how do you how quarterback play is actually done in this league. Yeah, I don't think I don't think Cleveland the way they're playing right now they do not stand a chance against a team which is like a playoff caliber team. Like the, the NFC the NFC playoffs are always very very tight. Um, and Seahawks are right, right there in the in the running forward. Okay. Quite honestly. So I think like Seahawks, Seahawks are looking for me like a like a Super Bowl team right now out of the NFC coming. If I if I look actually at the NFC themselves, who would I take over the Seahawks? Um, 
Lions, probably. Yeah. Apart from the Lions, yes, like I don't think Dallas can. Like I think they're better than Dallas. I think they're better than the Eagles. I think they are better than the Saints without Drew Brees. <laughs> they're better than the Saints without Drew Brees. I think they're definitely better than San Francisco. Um, I think Packers are not there yet to be better. So I think yeah, they're like a top one or two team. So I think they are they have a good shot at the Super Bowl. So that's why they're gonna beat Cleveland to death. Okay, Seattle over Cleveland then. All right, score. Yeah. Uh, who? Twenty-seven-six to Cleveland. I don't think that's going another touchdown, Cleveland. Uh, okay, Bengals Ravens. I'm not even gonna waste time on this. Ravens. Um, everybody's gonna come out of this saying how great of a quarterback Lamar Jackson is again, um, and um, it's gonna make us both very angry. Um, I'm gonna get Vass next week talking about the Bengals and Lamar Jackson again because I know he's gonna love it. So uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't even score oh on God. this. Why does Lamar Jackson and Andy Dalton are in the same game right now? Yeah, score on this. I'm gonna say uh, 21-6 to the Ravens. Okay. okay. Uh, I think Cincinnati is going to score because Andy Dalton somehow yeah, two, made... I'm, I'm saying two field goals. Okay. Um, San Francisco, LA, that is a very, very interesting game. Mm-hmm. That is going to be a tough one to call because uh, you have the two like offensive geniuses um, playing against each other, uh, Kyle Shanahan and... Oh, I forgot his name. Sean McVay. Sean McVay. Quite honestly, I don't think Goff is better than... Uh, Garoppolo, quite honestly, right now, um, both are completely overpaid. <laughs> I'm gonna go with the upset. I think San Francisco stays undefeated against LA. And Do gives, you? Yeah, yeah, and gives the Rams Do a good head scratcher whether or not they are. Like, I think, I think they're gonna play to the fact that LA is um, not gonna like Goff is gonna have a statistically good game, but realistically it's going to be not good it's going to throw it away and they're not going to be able to run the ball so i think they're going to be done with it okay going on tempting fate on a prediction on that one with the yeah. uh score yeah i uh, have the score 31 oh actually more you're gonna have to score more 35 30 okay and it's yeah. gonna like golf is gonna throw like three tds but it's gonna still play terrible <laughs> okay um Let's go to the Bird Gang, Atlanta versus Arizona. Bird Gang, I love that. I'm putting Arizona on the win for this one. I think that um, Kyler Murray will get a, get a win. I reckon he'll have, he'll come out of this game pretty well um, if they pay attention to how uh, the Texans, um, not the Texans, sorry, if they pay attention to how they what played. Was it Texans? Yeah. Yeah. If they, oh, it was. Sorry. If they pay attention to how the Texans. Uh, beat them this week, then and try and implement the same sort of strategy. Then I think um, I think Kalamara will come away with one rushing and two passing touchdowns, and the Falcons will. I like it. Push them a little I bit. Think, not too I think much. I think I think I think you're right because obviously also Atlanta is not playing at home, so I don't like he Matt Ryan can't even play outside of a house. Yeah. So I think one of those passing touchdowns will be to David Johnson as well. So. Okay. Right. So Dallas, New York. This is where everybody's gonna go. Like, uh, Dak Prescott is gonna have a good game on it, and go like, "Well, we always told you Dak Prescott was always good." <laughs> is uh, is the QB back in this one? Is uh, what's his face in 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 New York back? Uh, I don't know. Does his... is he after syphilis, or whatever he had? Yeah. I don't actually know if he's coming back or not. Okay. <laughs> Jets. Uh, who's his name? Uh, Donald, right? Donald. Uh, yes, I'm Donald. Donald. Yeah, I think he's coming back. Okay. So you yeah, reckon Sam Donald's going to beat them? Yeah, I think Sam Donald's going to beat them because the Cowboys defense, yes, they, were, they did put on a clinic, uh, but Le'Veon uh, Bell is... Uh, I, don't, I don't think Le'Veon Bell is going to have that good of a game as they would like because I think everybody's expecting him to run really well and Sam Donald does not look like he can beat people with his arm. So then, like, like Wenderbosch in the, in the squad is not going to let another team run on them like they did last week. With the Packers, so that's why I think the Cowboys are gonna take that one. Like the Jets are not gonna score more than ten points, so whatever over that, twenty-seven ten. Okay. Uh, Tennessee, Denver. Ah, this is gonna be a tough one because I don't think any, I think either of them are particularly good. Um, I'm gonna give it to Tennessee because they're coming out of bye week, although it will be. It'll be low scoring and it'll be close. So 
I think uh, 14 to uh, 14 to 18 um, Tennessee. So you know what? Like I'm gonna I'm gonna put Flacco on my on my list of QBs who should not be playing in the NFL as a quarterback, starting quarterback with Matt Ryan and and Andy Dalton. Yeah. But yeah, I think um, do you think so? So what? Tennessee wins, yeah. Tennessee wins by yeah, less by less than one touchdown. Good. Um, I'm gonna do the Pittsburgh one, so because I know I can't be biased, unbiased against the Detroit one, so mm. you're gonna have to do Detroit. Um, depends on. Well, I think there's no way Rudolph plays, right? No, no, no. He, he didn't no. even know his own name when he was walking off the field. No, so, so like the the, the Clippers. Uh, I want to say Clippers. Every time I see LAC, I see the Clippers. So um, the Chargers take it. Chargers yeah. take it. Pittsburgh does not stand a chance on this. And if I was them, I would also rest Connor because I know what they're going to do. So I'm going to give Connor the ball 30 times and then he's going to get injured and you're going to have nothing. Yeah. Like, just rest no, I, I completely bit. agree. There's no way, take that, there's no take way that, that loss and that's fine. Uh, ooh, what so now, now our friendship is decided. Go on. Detroit, Green Bay. You know what? The way that the Lions have played um, the last, not last week, the week before, I think they might take this. Good man. I think that, but they they really need to just stay on top of the fact that the, the Green Bay defense is killer. It's lethal. The, yeah. the secondary there is so dangerous. Yeah. So if Matthew Stafford tries to force, and he will try to force us down the field, he will come away with three touchdowns and two interceptions, I reckon. Yeah. Yeah. And Karen Jones is going to rush for one as well. I think this is going to be a high scoring game. Um, it's going to be over 20 points. I think. Uh, I mean, they've almost beaten twice Green Bay, but where Aaron Rodgers hit two Hail Marys. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so that's the thing which is not going to happen again, I think. Um, I think Detroit is going to take that as well. So I'm good with that. Okay. All right, bro. This was fun. I enjoyed that. This yeah, was better. Yeah, better this is that. way better. This is way better. I didn't need to speak about any Dalton. So I'm actually happy. All right, so let's, uh, let's right. wrap it up here, shall we? Uh, we'll Thank do... you very much for listening, Hero Nation. Me and Sunny every day improving. That's what we do. Yep. Let's see you next week. Shout. Right, make sure you follow us on all of our social media as well. Instagram at fake underscore punt. Twitter at fake underscore punt. Do we have anything else? No, we're not. <laughs> no, we have that. Obviously, we are also now on Apple Podcasts, not only on Spotify. So whoever's listening to this on Spotify, check us out on Apple.